All right, welcome back, everyone, to this new episode of Drunken Jury of Drunken Opinion, because I can't ever remember what the fuck we're doing anymore, because we slam it all together. Jury of Drunken Opinion. I have no idea what we're talking about, so this is the best intro you get. (laughs) Nick, what the fuck are we talking about? I'm Jeff, by the way. I'm Adam. I'm Nick. Um, Well, what are we drinking? I mean, I know what you're drinking. Evan Williams, and then I'm going to move on to some warm beers. Um, and they're really good ones. This one's a PBR. I'm oh, drinking what? a simply spiked watermelon. That sounds that sounds lovely. It was delicious. Delightful. It was delicious when it was new, but I drank that during D and D. I was waiting. Yeah, okay, oh. there it is. I was going to say I'm waiting for him to tell me it's a couple days old, but I didn't oh. wait long enough for him to finish his fucking sentence. <laughs> Oh. It's been here for four days. <laughs> Why waste alcohol? <laughs> Sometimes it's not really the second I unmuted you. That's so- unfortunate. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, before we start talking uh, about today's subject, I have a few questions. No. Question number one. No. All right, that's fair. What do you guys know about pirates? Um, I know the one that says I'm the captain now. Oh, and then the really good one that Johnny Depp plays. No, that's fair. That's about it. I got Is that about you. it? Okay, okay. So we got Somalian and <laughs> Disney. Good to know. Know anything about privateers? A little bit. They don't exist. They don't exist. Okay. Not anymore. Uh, fair. I, I, I like to think that the age of, well, no, naval piracy. Never mind. <laughs> that goes Where's back to going? Somalia. Well, that was going to Somalia. We're going to Scotland. Um, today, we're going to be talking about <clears throat> a pirate, a privateer, and a patriot. All Tom Brady. On... Uh, actually, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, what, what does Tom Brady and John Paul Jones have in common? Um... They both became buccaneers. You're not wrong. I don't like it. Yeah, I know, wrong. right? Amazing how I link that together. <laughs> you're not. You're not incorrect. Absolutely I just don't crazy. like it. And also, Tom Brady used to be a Patriot. Guess what movie is about Scotland? Not the Patriot. No, it's <laughs> it's that. <laughs> Granted, both are with Mel Gibson, so yeah. I'm really confused right now. My brain's hurt. I'm. But are... but imagine if it was. Hmm. <laughs> I got nothing. What? Okay. And that, um, my that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you break the JDO before it starts. Well, this man was a pirate, a privateer, and a patriot, depending on what country you were from. I'm still really lost on that. I don't. I'm not any of this. Uh, a man who would be known as the father of America's navy. A man who, like previous JDO subject Benedict Arnold, would fight for a newly born country. Oh, listen began... to that one in the backlog, by the way. That's pretty good. Uh, honestly, one of my favorites. Uh, and again, a man whose only goal in life was glory and honor. He commanded ships of four different nations and in two different wars. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> today we will be discussing the father of the United States Navy, John Paul Jones. No, not of the monkeys and not of Led Zeppelin. Different John Paul Jones. Yay. Jean-Claude Van Damme. 
I'm assuming you guys have never heard of John Paul Jones. No. That's an astute observation you've had. He wasn't in Hamilton? Uh, not in the first one. Um, are we still waiting for <laughs> Hamilton Part 2, Electric Boogaloo? <laughs> I'm actually pretty sad about this um, because I really love reading off obnoxious, long European names. Um, but unfortunately today, it's going to be boring. Uh, John Paul was born July 6th, 1747 to John Paul Sr. and Jean McDuff in <clears throat> Kirkcud's Brightshire in <laughs> southwest Scotland. Kirk, that was not a Kirk, real place. Kirkcud Brightshire. Kirk, Kirkcud Brightshire? Yeah, Kirkcud Brightshire. Uh, in southwest Scotland, John Sr. was the resident gardener of the Arbigland estate, uh, which is um, actually really pretty if you look it up. It's really nice. Um now, if there is if one thing, real words. how do you spell that? Uh, a R B I G L A N D estate. Mm-hmm. It's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. pretty nice. Scotland. Who'd have thought? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if there is one thing I pride myself on during these episodes, uh, it is completely useless information that is only tangentially re- uh, related to the topic at hand. Um, that being said, the Arbigland House was built in 1755 by Lord William Crake, who had two children, one of whom was his illegitimate son, James Crake, first physician general of the United States, of the U.S. Army, and personal physician of George Washington at the time of his death. So, that little nugget of knowledge that no one asked for and no one cares about. Hmm. Um. Paul became a sailor aboard the British merchant ship, the Friendship, at the age of 13. He sailed on multiple slave and merchant ships, eventually becoming the third mate on the King George in 1764 and at at 31, and first mate on a ship called the Two Friends at the age of 35. British are really bad at naming their ships most of the time. There are actually some really good ones in here, but still. Um... Paul, while making money on slave ships, was not exactly comfortable with the practice, uh, and he chose to leave the two friends in 1768 while in Jamaica, sailing back to Scotland. Back in Scotland, he would take a position as third mate on the John. During the, the trip, shitter. no, there that does come up though. During the trip, the John's first mate and captain died of yellow fever. Paul would guide the ship back to port, proving himself to be the ship's proving himself to the ship's owner. Shut up. Owner who made him a captain in 1770 during the John's second voyage to the West Indies. One of Paul's crew tried to rile up a mutiny, and Paul had him flogged with 20 lashes, um, which was actually customary on British vessels. The crew member, son of a wealthy and influential Scottish noble, died three weeks later after the lashing. Um, Paul would be arrested and let out on bail. He fled to Tobago at the advice of the local governor. Um, the Tobago? Tobago. The Boobie Tobago. <laughs> Country, Adam. <laughs> Show some respect. No. Trinidad and Tobago. Unless you're France, go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Not Belgium. We, we no longer want to fuck Belgium. 
No, you're cool, Belgium. Belgium. Just, Belgium, Belgium just did some really not okay things in the Congo. <laughs> but if you brush past that part, you're real. You're country. real. You're real adorable, Congo. When you're not committing crimes against humanity, not Congo, Belgium. Yeah, yeah. Con- Congo's just fine. Actually, Congo also commits crimes against humanity. But we'll move on. Oh, I wonder where they learned it from. <laughs> I watched. I learned it from watching you, Dad. <laughs> Sorry, we'll get Belgium out yeah. of this. <laughs> yeah, well, Belgium actually does not make an appearance here. Oh, Sweden. yeah, Nick, we need to we need to start putting together an entire series on the Congo. Oh, dude, that's going to be fucking so depressing. <laughs> oh, oh, big sad. Yeah. Um, while in the West Indies, uh, Paul uh, commanded the Betsy, where he would kill a uh, revelsome crew member over a wage dispute. Uh, with a sword. So he went from lashings and yellow fever to a sword. I'm going to real advancement. I'm going to put this out there. I do think this guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, well, to be fair, uh, the first guy was trying to cause a mutiny um, and he got lashings, which was customary with British tradition, naval tradition. And two, the second guy um, tried to kill him. Okay. So, still not a great guy, though. I have some weird feelings. Uh, it gets better, kind uh-huh. of. Um, so, uh, the man that he killed, the, the second guy that he killed, um, although it was in self defense, uh, was part of another influential family. So, uh, Paul fled to Virginia, inheriting his brother's relatively large estate. Fuck. This is where he would adopt the last name Jones officially. So going from John Paul to John Paul Jones in an attempt to evade a noose in the Indies. Uh, this guy's yeah. everywhere. Yep. Yep. Maybe you're um, not a great person if you have a death wish everywhere. <laughs> in, in Scotland and in the Bahamas. It's a choice. John Paul Jones would make his way to Philadelphia in 1774, becoming a member of the American Philosophical Society, whose members range from Charles Darwin to Thomas Edison, as well as uh, good old, he, I don't know, I've never talked about him, but Benjamin Franklin, he was, he was a member of it too. <laughs> We've never discussed him. We never will. Um, but well, now uh, I kind of want to. <laughs> in... 1775, he would become an officer in the brand spanking new Continental Navy and was made a first lieutenant of the 24-gun frigate, the USS Alfred. On the Alfred, Paul would lead an attack on the Bohemian island of Nassau, looking for military supplies. He would then... No, Jeff, that's for space. No, as someone who's been there... It's Nassau. You've been to space? Yes. It's Nassau. All right. If I learned anything from Assassin's Creed Black Flag, it's Nassau. Okay. Yep. And if I've learned anything from the movie Venom, it's Symbiote. Hey, sometimes jokes just don't land, but that was a big deal in the nerd community. <laughs> Just, just the silent stare. <laughs> Gotta add some crickets in there, chat. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, 
after the raid on Nassau, he would then be put in command of the 12-gun USS Providence. While in command, Paul basically did a, nothing but side quests for the Continental Congress. Um, he fucking ran supplies, transported troops, did a couple escort missions. He, he beat the game and I don't know. He's just doing side quests. Um, same brother, same. Yeah, it was Jeff playing Elden Ring. Mm. Um, yeah, that's the thing, though. Elden Ring doesn't have side quests. Elden Ring doesn't <laughs> even really have a main storyline. <laughs> Elden Ring is like, hey, here's the open world. Figure it out. Um, back in command of the Alfred, Paul would be ordered to raid Nova Scotia, Canada, and free U.S. POWs. Uh, Canada. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately, Canadian winters are uh, what we'd call a bitch, and the raid could not be conducted. Uh, however, he was able to catch, capture the British merchant ship, the Mellish, uh, which was carrying cold weather gear for British troops. That gear would go on to aid George Washington's men at Valley Forge, um, which, if you know anything about revolutionary history, was real bad right then. <laughs> it's not good. A lot of people died. Very cold. Um. Paul was one of those guys who uh, you read about in history who should have been in a position way higher than he was, but because he was politically inept uh, and couldn't play with well with others, uh, he got shit commands. Um, in December 1776, uh, while in Boston, Paul would begin feuding with his commanding officer, Commodore Essex Hopkins, who in turn put him in command of an 18-gun sloop called the USS Ranger uh, in June of 1776. So we went from, let's see, yeah, he, he made him wait a year for his next command in Boston. <laughs> what a good place to wait. Yeah. Um, while on the Ranger, he was ordered to sail to France. Uh, after almost a year's worth of political bullshit between Ben Franklin and the French crown. The no, entire, that adds up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd like to point out the entire time uh, John Paul Jones was trying to fuck half of Parisian no nobility. Um, Wouldn't you? All right. Uh, 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 fucked his way through half of Parisian nobility. Uh, Can we get back on topic? We don't need to talk about me right now. Parisian ability, <laughs> fucking his way through half of Parisian ability. Yeah, is that it? I pull zero bitches. <laughs> I pull zero bitches, uh, all of whom are France. <laughs> I pull zero bitches, but yet I still pull more than France. <laughs> Je Jeff is to Parisian nobility as Charles de Gaulle is to bitches. We have he, decla none. he he declares them his own and then goes nowhere with them. <laughs> No, <laughs> and then you get That's stuck so in Algeria. <laughs> no, fuck you. <laughs> oh, I'm sad. <laughs> Damn it, that was a good one. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> one second. No, no, ride that high for a couple you minutes. Ride so that, we ride that high. All right, all right. The the Treaty of Alliance was signed, uh, and rec which recognized American independence um, in on seventeen seventy seven. 
<laughs> on April 10th, the Ranger would leave France to begin its number one job, annoying the fuck out of the English countryside. While using his powers of being a pain in the ass for good, Paul would try and light 400 dry dock ships, uh, but his men forgot the torch. You'd have nothing else? You couldn't go find something that was on we'll, fire? We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Also, 400. That's yeah, so 400. <laughs> Four, well, some were dry docked, some weren't docked, some were docked, some were like being built. Still, that's but it was like, about 400 ships. That would fuck so much shit up. Well, uh, let me, let's cut, let's cut to the end. Um, they lit one on fire uh, and it was put out within 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just kick it off the dock into the ocean and watch it sail no, away no that that <laughs> ship that. was eventually sold <laughs> what the fuck that ship became sea bearing when you invade a country uh <laughs> with the sole intention of arson what do you do when you forget the torch huh, and nick, the accelerant nick, hold nick i have a question yes um so when you invade a country, yes, <laughs> something about arson. I forgot that was a really long question. <laughs> you, you're so you're you're invading a country with the sole purpose of committing arson. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you forget a torch and the accelerant? Um, I would probably, if it was me, I'd cry. You'd cry. Okay, that would um, make the problems worse. I <laughs> would. I. I would call uh, Napoleon and tell him to don't, to not do the Louisiana Purchase. Well, good news. <laughs> Napoleon wasn't born yet. <laughs> so, what the fuck? I'm almost certain he wasn't. Huh. Napoleon, Napoleon uh, was born uh, uh, uh uh, in 1669, so he was born. Good news, but he was three, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he was two or four. Oh no, hold on. Was he 69? This, <laughs> was... this was in 76. Napoleon was seven, or six or eight. And from around, the, the... And from around those times, he could have had a job selling land. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? That's not that's, that's not far <laughs> off because John Paul Jones was 13 when he became a sailor. So, yeah, maybe Napoleon was out here selling off land. In at America, that, that, at that point, Napoleon yet. was still busy being Italian. Fortunately, um, Adam, you wouldn't notice. Well, I don't know if you wouldn't, but John Paul Jones didn't notice that they forgot the torch because he was busy uh, driving nails into the ignition ports of two dozen cannons. Throughout the town, <laughs> he was he was. This is a practice called spike, spiking cannons, and this means the cannons are now just five hundred pound tubes that can't be used. My asshole! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're essentially constipating the cannon. Same. Yep. Um. Am I helping? <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> Can you feel it now, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> for, fortunately, John Paul Jones wasn't doing this by himself. He had uh, landed in England with about, I believe, two dozen guys. Um, 
and it's like a whole army back then. He he sent four of them into town to get a torch and some accelerant. Wait, um, this man sent them into the town. <laughs> yep, to go get a torch and accelerant. Yep. Well, this is in the middle of the night. Uh, unfortunately, um, on the way to get the torch, well, no, they found the torch and the accelerant, but they also found a tavern and then got pissed drunk in the tavern. Um, and then when he sent uh. another dude into town to go get those dudes, he just woke the town. Like he just shouted, running that they're trying to burn the ships. So, uh. Uh, and then the entire town wakes up and chases you off the beach with pitchforks. I hate it here. Um, fortunately, the town couldn't shoot at them because he had ruined all of their cannons. Um, but he was able to light one ship on fire. Um, at which point the town's fire brigade put it out within 10 minutes. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah. How does this story keep going? <laughs> well, uh, his crew got really mad at him uh, because they weren't able to get any of that sweet, sweet treasure booty. I wonder why. Yeah. They couldn't even light boats on fire. <laughs> Made of wood. Um, pissed off, Pissed off by this. They pressured Paul into kidnapping the Earl of Selkirk for ransom money. <laughs> hey, boss, I'm pretty pissed <laughs> off with how things have been around here lately. How about we go kidnap this woman? <laughs> no, this is this is a man. This is this oh. is the Earl of Selkirk. Oh my um, god damn it. But when they got to the Earl's home, uh, or the Earl's estate, uh, he had left two hours beforehand on a business trip to London. So, Paul just, John Paul Jones just walked away. But what? as he was leaving, his crew, being very, very upset, not being able to tell the difference between privateers and a warship, um, uh, they demanded that uh, we get something. So, John Paul Jones sent uh, one of his lieutenants and another crew member to back to the house uh, and robbed the family of their silverware. I guess silverware back then was probably actually. Well, it was like, actual it was, silver. Yeah, it was yeah, real it was silver. silver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they got away with like forks and shit and like a teapot and then the family's platter, like their cre- encrusted platter. <gasps> the um, platter. Well, John Paul Jones would return it after the war. <laughs> because. What a stand up guy. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's important to note. <laughs> That the Ranger was a United States warship, not a not a privateer vessel. Uh, those are two very different things. Um, so, uh, in order to prove himself not a pirate, he uh, returned the silver plate and the teapot with the leaves still inside. Oh, after from the- when they stole it? Yep, after the war. How long had it been? It's, it's tea it was leaves. it was they about don't. ten years. Yeah. I mean, yep. I wouldn't drink it, but I wouldn't drink the tea. But yeah, well, so a pri- so this again, this is a sanctioned. This is a this is this is part of the United States military, and the crew thinks they're on they're on a pirate ship and they're gonna get war booty. That's not how warships work. <laughs> you don't own said ship. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Now. John Paul Jones was sent to England to per- essentially be a privateer, but that was for war purposes. 
he he was this again this was not a privateering ship they were clear military goals in mind <laughs> the only reason he went to selkirk was to avoid his crew mutinying on him jesus christ um gotta keep the morale up gotta go do some pirateering <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> gotta go kidnap an earl um no, I swear. <laughs> I swear, sir. It was purely for the morale. Yeah. Um, so, uh, on their way back from England, the ranger would get into an hour-long gunfight with the HMS Drake capturing her. Uh, on the way back with the two ships, uh, the Drake's crew, uh, led by Lieutenant Simpson, uh, who was the trouble- troublesome cl- crewmate the entire time, um, uh, attempted to flee, wanting to go back home. <laughs> just took the entire ship and just went, bye. Uh, the ranger recaptured the Drake and imprisoned the uh, troublesome lieutenants. What the fuck? And he wanted to have him hung. <laughs> but Benjamin Franklin said that would be a bad idea. Um, Probably would be. Eh, I mean, eh, it's fair. Eh, fuck around, find out. Yep. Back in France, John Paul Jones would take command of the 42-gun HMS Bonham Richard. Or, sorry, Bonham Richard. Bottom? Bonham Richard. Why is Richard a bottom? Why does that matter to the story? No, it's Bonham. Home. Bonham Richard. Mm. It's French. I don't know. I made a funny. No one laughed. Pretty sad. Yeah, remember when I did that like five minutes ago? Yeah, but this was kind of funny, though. I was just taking a drink of water. You weren't when I said it. <laughs> I laughed inside. Depression. Uh, his command was to protect a French and Spanish invasion fleet headed for England. Okay. I didn't know this was a thing. Apparently it is. I didn't know the Spanish and French were just going to whole ass invade England during the 1700s, but okay. Now you do. Yeah. Um... He decided the best way to do this was to lead a five-man, uh, or not a five-man, a five-ship squadron along the coast of Ireland, continuing his long-held tradition of just pissing off the English. On September 23rd, 1779, at around 7 p.m., the Battle of Flumborough Head would start. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> this is where we cue the WWE music. <clears throat> In... The corner fighting for the red, white, and blue is the 36-gun USS Alliance, 32-gun USS Pola, 12-gun USS Vengeance, the Lesserf, and two privateering vessels, the Monsieur and the Granville, along with the aforementioned Bonham Rashad. From the land of Crooked Teeth and Kira Knightley, you have the 44-gun HMS Serapis and the 22-gun Countess of Scarborough. Those are the those are our contenders for this fine evening's fight. Now, after huge fuck ups, particularly on the USS Alliance, uh, pretty so, pretty much how this went down was uh, the captain of the USS Alliance was a Frenchman who really didn't like John Paul Jones. So while uh, the Serapis and the um, Bonham Richard were basically side by side parallel shooting at each other uh the alliance skirted drifted around the uh bottom of flank 
and just let loose an entire broadside along both ships, <laughs> primarily on the Bonham Richard, killing about 13 of the Bonham Richard's crew and causing the Bonham Richard to sink at the end of the battle. Oh. Yeah. So. As you do. Yeah. You know, you know that scene from Pirates of the Caribbean where, like, the ship just gets torn to fucking pieces while the dude's walking down the stairs? Well, I don't know. I'm probably describing it poorly. But uh, it was basically that, um, but from an ally and a Frenchman. Thanks, France. Goddamn French. Yep. Uh, now, at the end of the day... Uh, there would be 170 assorted French and American sailors dead, as well as soilers, as well as 117 dead Brits. The Bonham Richard uh, was sunk, and both British ships were captured in 1780. John Paul Jones would be given the title Chevalier by King Louis XVI, as well as awards from the U.S. Congress and from whatever the hell Parliament France had at that time, even if, I don't know. They, he got, like, two awards from France. For pretty much the next seven years, uh, he would go from one non-existent command uh, to the next, trying to convince Congress that the United States needed a large standing Navy. Congress would eventually see, the, see things his way, but felt that Paul Jones needed more experience in a true modern Navy. So, they sent his gout laid ass to Russia. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Empress Catherine the Great uh, felt the famous American Navy man would help win the upcoming war against the Turks. But uh, after one command and getting accused of raping a 10-year-old girl, uh, Jesus. He, left, he left Russia <laughs> for Poland. Now, ho, ho. he probably didn't do it. <laughs> probably isn't a good answer hold, hold here. Up. He, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he was acquitted. If your defense is he probably was, he was he was acquitted by Russia. He had made a lot of political enemies in Russia. Yeah, because I trust it, the Russians. It was pro. It was probably a I'll political assassination. <laughs> well, <laughs> I would also like to point out that this was over 235 years ago. You're so making going, it worse. I'm going to stick with probably. <laughs> for for all intents and purposes, he uh, did not. You're do like the it. Germans with Hinterkaifeck. You know who he, did it. He didn't do well. According according to the doctors that examined the girl, she still had a hymen. So. <laughs> That's not yeah, how that works. How good were the doctors back then? They knew what a hymen was. Yeah, but they didn't You know don't how, even know what a hymen do is. Do we know how large his cock was? Oh, I'm no, we're done with that. We're done. <laughs> moving little, on. Little Napoleon complex over here. Mo- moving on. <laughs> um, Fucking using probably <laughs> as your defense. <laughs> well, no, like histo- historians have largely uh, discredited this claim. Like from records and everything, the doctor's testimony, it most likely didn't happen. <laughs> but likely, again, it man. was it was two hundred and thirty-five years ago. <laughs> I don't know. I think we should revisit. Okay. Cold case. <laughs> cold case. This is gonna be an actual dream. Drunking cold cases yeah. with Jeff Adam and Nick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh Nick, could you hold the paper for still? I can't read it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jeff, um, you're looking at a monitor. <laughs> oh, after all that, he left for Poland. Um, in Poland, he would attempt to enter the service of the Swedish Navy uh, and got nowhere. Returning to Paris in 1790, uh, he would lobby uh, U.S. Congress to make him Commodore to rescue captured Americans in Algiers. Uh, while trying and now failing to fuck the other half of Paris nobility. He was really, really into Par- Parisian nobility. Like, Literally. The, the book but was I read. was he ever in it, though? The, the book I read? Uh, well, he was, he was like a really, he was a really strapping Scotsman, which was a thing that Parisians liked, apparently. Um <laughs> Do you say strap Scotsman? I think a guy in a kilt that's like has a huge beer belly and like just <laughs> um in June 1792, uh Paul Jones would get his wish with Congress passing authorization. On July 18th, the day he would receive his new post, John Paul Jones was found dead in his Parisian apartment. Uh he was another one of those guys that had just all of the gout. Oh, no. (laughs) Gout killed a lot of people, apparently, in the 1700s. At 45 years old, uh, John Paul Jones would be buried in the San Louis Cemetery uh, in Paris. And uh, that cemetery would be sold by the French government (laughs) after the revolution, and it was torn down. Oh. Um, (laughs) Uh, this was until 1905 when U.S. Ambassador to France, General Horace Porter, uh, at the instructions of President Theodore Roosevelt, spent six years trying to find his grave uh, and would find him and transport him back, his body back to America. What a guy. John Paul Jones uh, now rests at the United States Naval Academy in Annapolis, Cobb- Maryland. You want to use any real word there? <laughs> Jesus Fuck. Now rests at the United States Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland. Finally, returns to the adopted country he called home. The country that the country <laughs> shut up. The country that allowed a poor gardener's kid to become a hero and a legend. Many call John Paul Jones a pirate, a brawler, and a ruffian. But in their soul, what true American isn't? What true American yeah. isn't? A Scotsman. Um, I don't think I have any Scottish. In I, I don't think zero, I either. I yeah. have zero Scots in my blood. <laughs> All right, maybe we're not American. <laughs> zero Scots in my blood. That's been the case the whole time. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I don't know. I guess he's not a piece of shit. But I mean, if he if he did do those things to that woman, allegedly, <laughs> he is Garbo, sir. Every single historical account. <laughs> Has made this has said that those claims were uh, made falsely by his political opposition in the Russian noble I, court. I, that's fine. Here on you hate to see it through drunken jurors, everything is allegedly until proven, and I guess it can't be proven. But if he did it, fuck yeah, him. That's yeah, that's bad. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> then then he goes up there with uh, Montgomery from World War Two. Yeah. Uh, uh there, there you go there's there's john paul jones uh a book i bought a year ago and decided to read and then was sold to make a podcast <laughs> yeah 
Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, That's how we do it around here. Yeah. Uh, I have no clue what the next one's going to be because I Fuck don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I don't. I don't think I, I think should this do it. Is, this is the last JDO for the year. Is it? Okay, cool, cool. Uh, if anyone has any recommendations for interesting historical figures that no one talks about enough, um, please come our way because no one has ever talked about any of the people we have. <laughs> <laughs> As I have been able to find one podcast on Erwin Rommel. It was ours, wasn't it? No. <laughs> oh, weird. All right, I mean, yeah, with okay. I mean, with that, I mean, uh, yeah, just stay tuned. I don't, I have no idea what the fuck we have planned for drunken jurors because I cannot for the life We're, of me schedule we shit out. We are doing the black yeah. hand, yeah. We are doing Nick and I, you guys that loved the Hinter Kai effect uh episode. All if you, haven't, you. <laughs> if you I, haven't listened to it, which would be wild well, because it's I, a good I, one, I do <sighs> think that that's coming out before this is. I would that's like that's what I that thought, out. huh. Interesting. We're trying to space out the JDOs a little bit. I guess the Charles de Gaulle one wasn't that far back. Correct. Okay. Okay. I like how I get to do these quarterly. I get to release these the same time as the US job reports. Well, now we don't get to talk about it. (laughs) Now we don't get to talk. Now we get to do a lame outro. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, If you go down to the description of this episode, you can. Find our link tree. Click on that. You can go to our uh, our Patreon. You can become a patron. One dollar tier, you get access to the Discord. And Adam and, uh, Adam and I do a movies review podcast because I don't watch shit. So I watch stuff and then I crush Adam's heart by telling him that I didn't like a movie he really enjoyed. <laughs> and then at yeah, three dollar level, fun. you can uh, you can watch all of these unedited. So you can listen to that long pause where I said um then but you can see me do it which just makes it better you can watch me stand up from my computer in my underwear or you can't see that that is a possibility yeah i have a six-pack abs (laughs) you have a (laughs) six-pack ass (laughs) flat as fuck bro (laughs) yeah i mean uh outside of that everything else on the link tree is pretty much our socials so go follow us on all the social medias and then also go to the uh misfit faction website listen to their stuff you can find our stuff on there great people very very nice of them to let us partner and join their website and do uh do what we do which is just disgraceful to everyone honestly and allowing us to do it there so that's very nice of them (laughs) Uh, so while jen you can also see adam cough the lawn sure Outside of that, yeah. uh, I got nothing else. Uh, I have, like I said, I have no idea what the fuck will be next on Broken Beer, so uh-huh. we'll figure it out. Giving people who listen to this uh, this far, also people who listen to this far, holy shit! Um, send send us a recommendation if we want to be the next JDO, please. I have literally no idea who I'm gonna do next. My girlfriend told me to do Abraham Lincoln and Michael uh, Jackson in the same breath, so yeah, I'm not doing either of those. Michael Jackson's a trucking jury one. Yeah. All right, Nick, do the roar. Fuck this. Roar. No, that was fucking awful.